This week's topic, Be'ez HaShem, is going to be focused on the issue of Hezek Re'il, which is basically loosely, loosely termed as an invasion of privacy. So it's important to notice that there are three distinct issues when it comes to Hezek Re'il. There's the general thing of setting up a house that, or a window or a doorway that overlooks the, the property of another if it's in a place that the person can be expected to do things that to demand privacy. On top of that, there's going to be an additional iser of structuring a home where there is a door facing another person's doorway or a window directly across from another person's window. And there's a third iser, which is the actual invasion of privacy, meaning that even if someone does have the right to have a window overlooking a neighbor's property, he's not actually allowed to be looking into his friend's property to literally invade the privacy. That's going to be also in all cases. That's going to play a role in when when you decide whether someone does or does not have the right to structure his windows in a certain way. is predicated on the idea that it is also for someone to literally invade someone else's privacy by looking into his private home or private property. So we begin in the booklet, this is on page 38, we begin the Sugyan Cheskas Abadim, Tafnun Tezam Abbez, the Mishnah tells us, Lo yiftach adam ashutfin. A person may not open, create a new window that overlooks a shared property. A chatzar ashutfin means that he and other people have rights to this courtyard, so even though he has the, he's allowed to go into the courtyard whenever he wants, he, he has a share in the courtyard, still he's not allowed to open the window into that shared courtyard, the assumption is that it's because it belongs to the Tuarap, it belongs to other people in general, so it's Chatzar Shutfin, so therefore you cannot open the window there, the Rosh Baum tells us, the issue again is that there's an invasion of privacy, and Kolshkin, you cannot open it into a private Chatzar, as the Gemara tells us, skipping out to the Gemara, my area of Chatzar Shutfin, why would the Mishnah tell us they can't open up a window overlooking a shared courtyard? You cannot open it over a private courtyard either. It says, It's not only are you not allowed to open it into a courtyard that overlooks a friend's chatzar, which is clearly an invasion of privacy. You would think, when it comes to a shared courtyard, you have to protect yourself from me when I come into the Chatzar anyway. So what difference does it make now that I have an additional window overlooking the Chatzar? Until now I was able to to maintain my own privacy when I was within the Chatzar. I was able to be aware of your whereabouts. And that way I knew when you weren't around, when you weren't in the Chatzar, I was able to do whatever I felt I needed to do there. Now I have to be careful even in, in the house. Rajbam provides two different pirushim over here. Either what he means to say is that now you can be looking through your window at all times and you can even see into my house. The other is, uh, I guess the more simple reading is that now that you have the a window overlooking the chatzar, so now I have to be aware that you could be looking at any time. Until now I would just make sure you weren't in the chatzar and then I could do whatever I needed to do. Now, I never know, you could always be looking through the windows, that's an additional taina, and that is a, a reason to be ma'akiv, that he is not allowed to create a new window overlooking a shared property, and Kolshkin, he cannot open up a window overlooking a private property. The next Mishnah continues going on to the next page, page 39 in the booklet, Tafsam HaKamad Aleph. 
The mission now adds out another layer. You're not allowed to open into a shared courtyard a opening that directly is counters another opening, or a chaloin, or a window again across from another window. If was small, you cannot make a large. Um, if you had one, you can't split into two. But if it's overlooking the even though on the other side of Shosarabim there's another doorway directly across or another window directly across, that already you are allowed to do. You have a small one, you can make it big, and you can make one into two, as the Gemara will explain. So here the Gemara brings a Pasuk. Why, Minani Mili? Where do we get this from? That you're not allowed to have one door that faces a neighbor's door. It says by Bilam, he's a Bilam, he's a Bilam, Bilam lifted his eyes, he saw, Kali saw, that they were set up according to their Shvatim. What did he see? That he said, this is the, he said, he was so inspired. What was that he saw? He saw that they were set up in a way that the openings to their tents were not directly one across from the other. Omar, he said, for this Milo of Tznias that Kal Yisrael lived with, that makes them deserving of having the Shechina amongst them. And therefore, we have we, from here, we see an Isser, it is forbidden to have one door of uh, that's directly across from a neighbor's door. And the Rashbam tells us, Big Chidish here, the Rashbam, the first Rashbam in the Mishlev, says Rashbam, even if you have a chazaka to do it, it's also meaning which the implication is you'd have to close it up. You have to distance them just a little bit, but notice they can't be directly one across from the other. And the time says Rasham Shum the reason is for Tsnias. The Gemara says at the end of the Gemara, we're in the middle of the Amud, the last two lines before the second Mishnah. Why is it that when there's a Shosarabim between the two openings then it's permitted? That you have to keep your privacy when because the B'nai Shosarabim are passing up and down the street. So therefore there's no harm by the fact that across the Shosarabim there's another door directly facing it because either way you'll have to maintain your own privacy because of the people passing by, says the Rashbam. Um, people passing by can see into your home through the doorway and the people who are riding on the on the horses and the camels they can see into your windows to run the low windows and therefore he can open a door or a window directly across from the neighbor's door or window if there's a in between because anyway those areas are not private you'll have to put up window shades and, and you know window screens and things like that so either way it's not considered a private area. There's no added harm done by having a opposing window. So, page 40, just the quote of Evan Ezel has a classic Hakira in general of Hezegriya is the issue that Chazal were specifically focused on, the Hezek of Hezegriya. Is it the fact that you're in, invading someone else's privacy? Is that the Hezek that now you get to see his private matters? Or is the Hezek that because he is aware that you can see and invade his privacy, now he can no longer do the things that he would like to do. You know, if he wants to go swimming in his backyard, and he knows that you can be staring through your window into his backyard, now he won't be able to put a pool there, he won't be able to swim there. So the Hezek is not in the fact that you're invading his privacy, rather in the fact that now he can no longer act in ways that demand privacy, so it's like you're taking away his living space. That's the Hakira he goes through, and they're studying one way and the other. Going to page 41... We just have a fairly technical sugya 
of, which which gives us some frame of reference about establishing a chazaka to have a window overlooking someone else's property. So the Mishnah is going; it's really going back a plot on in The Mishnah tells us that there are different types of chalainis. There's a chalain hamitzris in the middle of the Mishnah. There's a chalain hamitzris in the chazaka. You cannot establish a chazaka to a chalain hamitzris. And you you could one you could establish one to a tzuris. What are these two things? Ezi chalein hamitzvus. What is a chalein hamitzvus? Kol she'ein reishis shaladim yochel likanos tzaycha. If it's so small that you can't put your head through it, so which means that you really cannot see through that window. It lets it lets in light and air, but you can't really see through it because you can't. You know the walls are thick and you can't really get your head there, so you won't can't really see out this window into a neighboring property. All that it does is it brings in light and air, and it's also clearly a very temporary type of thing. This is not a permanent kind of window. Uh, as opposed to the tsuri, that the chalain tsuri that would be considered a permanent window. It's large enough that you can see through it. You can put your head through it. So therefore, that already you are you are entitled to create a chazaka, meaning that something that does affect the neighbor, so that you can uh, you can establish a chazaka. Something that does not affect the neighbor, like the small window that makes no difference to the neighbor that you have that small window there. There we're saying you cannot have a chazaka. That's at least one shot we'll see in the Rishbam. He says he made if he put up a frame around the window, window frames. Even if it's too small to get your head in there, but still, he did it in a way that's permanent. You see, he clearly built this to to last, so that already is considered a chazaka, which would mean that the neighbor can no longer block off that window. Says the Rashbam to explain what's going on there. A mitzvah is ketani. He ain't a chazaka. It's a small window there. It's not a chazaka. Masa chalayin bekaisal beisay lahabet derech shemlish v'adesiv ginasay. So the Rashbam understands, at least at this point, that through this little window, he can look out, not directly into the neighbor's property, but he can look through to be able to see his his orchard, his garden, and it opens, the airspace opens into his friend's and he had it for three years. Rashbam and Shittah said, all his need three years. Even though he had it three years, in this case, not a chazaka. Why? Since it's not something that's permanent, like the neighbor wasn't bothered to go make a whole macha. If he made it for light, it wasn't just for this, you know, a side benefit. If it was made for light, then he had no other light. Because there, it's obvious. If this is the whole source of light for the home, then obviously it's permanent, and he means to for it to stay there. You can't live in a house with that light. That's the rule that Rashbam is telling us that the issue, that what the Mishnah is setting up, is something that he does that's clearly permanent, either by its form or by its use. So that you could establish a chazaka, the neighbor is expected to protest. And if he didn't, then you get a chazaka, now the neighbor can no longer block off this window. Whereas if it would be a temporary type of thing, so then it is not considered chazaka. When it comes to something that's necessary for light, even a small window is considered chazaka, meaning it's clearly intended to be permanent. And if the neighbor had an objection to it, he should have spoken up. Turning the page, page 42. So here again, the Gemara brings us into a, a, a fairly technical machlekes. Omer Abzeira. It says Abzeira. Our mission differentiated between a temporary kind of window and a permanent kind of window. He makes this new differentiation between above four amas and below four amas. He says below four amas you do have a chazaka, and by by nature that means that the neighbor could object. If it's above four amas, 
from the ground level, then there's no chazaka, and which also means that the neighbor cannot object, meaning that you're allowed to do it. At the same time, you don't have a chazaka. If the neighbor decides to build up and block it, you can do that. And even if it's above four amis, there's no chazaka, but he still could be moicha. He still could object that say, I don't want you to have it. So what's going on over here? So the Rashbam understands it this way. He says, This is on the first medium line. If it's below four amis from the ground for the floor of the, of the house, so there where it's chazaka. That's where we say that a permanent window, our Shabbat understands this also is referring to a permanent window, and where the Mishnah said that a permanent window does have a Chazaka, says Reb Zero, that, that that is talking about when it's below four Amis, and that's where you have a Chazaka. The Kivin Katarti explains to Gadol Venamach, it's a large permanent window, and it's also low down. So you could see, you could see from there into the Chazaka. The neighbor never would have let him do that. It must be that he got permission to do it from the neighbor. So therefore, if the neighbor is going to come later and decide to block it off, he cannot do that. He'll have to leave a four-armor gap. Like with Mishnah says, you have to leave four armors between, between the wall and a neighboring window. You can't block off somebody's window that he has a right to have. And if you decide to open this chalain tsui less than four hours, so then you could be meicha. In other words, that's the permanent kind of window that you could have a chazaka, and the guy could be meicha. That's talking about below four hours, but above four hours, even if it's a permanent window, you cannot be meicha, and you don't get a chazaka. To which Rabbi Law is arguing and saying this permanent window, even above four hours, you could be meicha, and you could do not get a chazaka. The Gemara wants to suggest maybe the whole argument is about me the Because what difference does it make to the neighbor if there's a permanent window above four amas? He can't, you know, one's that tall, so he can't see through this window anyway. So why does the neighbor care if this person installs a window above four amas from the ground? Says the Gemara, no. Everybody because you could force somebody to allow his neighbor to do things that don't affect him. But over here, I'm worried that perhaps you're going to put a, you'll, maybe you'll, you'll stand on a chair, you'll stand on a bench, you'll be able to see through the window, and that already makes me uncomfortable. I don't want you to have that permanent window there. There's a more says a story. Um, someone actually came to Rabbi and he sent him to Paskin the Shaila to Rabbi and he said, do for him like Rabbi meaning that the guy could be Meicha, even though it is above four Amis. And here's where Omar Shmuel, if we're talking about an opening that's needed for the light into the room, there even a culture is a chazaka. So Taisus over here disagrees with the Rashbam. And he, let's see quickly. Taisus says, He says the opposite. He says, if it would be a permanent window, everyone agrees that you could be Meicha, even above four Amis. The discussion over here is Fakert. The discussion over here is talking about a temporary window. And that's where Reb Zero is being Chadish. And saying that if it's below Daladamis, you could get a chazaka, even though it's a temporary window, you could get a chazaka. So that's an important machlekes, Rashi and Teisvis, the Rashbam and Teisvis, whether or not this sugi is dealing with a permanent window or a temporary window, according to the Rashbam. Even a permanent window can get a chazaka below four Amis, and a temporary one can get a chazaka, cannot get a chazaka anywhere. According to Teisvis, the discussion here is referring to a temporary window, but had it been a permanent window, 
then you could everyone would agree you could stop him and you definitely could get a chazaka even above four ounces.